0: get ready for unique rare and little known treasures from the golden age of radio you're listening
1: to the amazing world of radio with adam graham Welcome to The Amazing World of Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Well, we continue our summer series of the Summer of Angela Lansbury. This series has been brought to you by our Patreon supporters of the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio at patreon.greatdetectives.net as they not only provided the level of support to trigger the summer series, but they also helped choose which series we were going to do. That's over at patreon.greatdetectives.net. Well, we are back for another episode of Stars Over Hollywood. The original air date on today's episode is July the 18th, 1953, and this one is entitled The Lady and the Beachcomber.
0: Carnation Evaporated Milk presents Miss Angela Lansbury on Stars Over Hollywood.
2: Now, you listen to me, Mr. Beachcomber. I don't intend to go home and marry some grocery clerk because I don't even know one. And as for you, I think you're wonderful.
0: Welcome to Hollywood, home and workshop of the world's most glamorous people. Each week, Stars Over Hollywood presents the world's best-known stars, actors you've seen in motion pictures and heard on radio, such famous names as Ida Lupino, John Lund, Jane Wyman. Today, Carnation, the world's favorite brand of evaporated milk, brings you transcribed a star who may currently be seen in the Metro-Golden-Mayer production, it remains to be seen. Angela Lansbury, the story, the lady and the beachcomber. Ladies, when you buy milk, remember carnation. No other form of milk comes in so handy, so many times, so many ways.
3: Carnation for cooking.
0: Carnation for coffee.
3: Carnation for baby feeding.
0: For more than three generations, homemakers have shown their confidence in carnation evaporated milk. They've used it for cooking and coffee. They've raised their children on it. That name, Carnation, has become a byword. The superior product it represents is the world's favorite brand of evaporated milk. And with good reason. Carnation is more than double rich, has the consistency of cream, and serves most cream purposes. Mixed with an equal amount of water, Carnation serves all milk purposes. And even diluted in this way, Carnation is still richer than any state standard for bottled milk. So follow the example of three generations of homemakers. Buy wonderful carnation evaporated milk, the milk from contented cows. And now, act one of The Lady and the Beachcomber, starring Angela Lansbury in the role of Mary Lee Garrett. Curtain going up. Princess Avalon steams out of San Pedro Harbor, bound for Santa Catalina Island, 20 miles off the California coast. It's a fine summer morning, and the Avalon is crowded to the rails. Standing at the bow, all alone, letting the wind blow through her pale blonde hair, is Mary Lee Garrett of Paducah. Suddenly, she turns and...
2: Oh, I beg your pardon?
0: Yeah? For what?
2: Well, for nothing, really. After all, what did I do? Don't you know? Know what?
4: I don't know. It was your idea. Well, of all... Say, are you trying to make conversation, or do you really want something?
2: Of course I do. I want somebody to take my picture.
4: Well, why didn't you say so? Well, I
2: started to, but you got me confused. All
4: right, all right. Give me your camera.
2: Here. It's all set. You just push down on uh, this little thing. Let
4: me figure out the hard way, huh? All right. All right, give her the teeth.
2: I am smiling. Oh, oh Wait.
4: What now?
2: Oh, try to take it just as a flying fish is going by.
4: Believe me, you and a flying fish in one picture would be too much. Hold it. All right, you can relax now. Here's your camera.
2: Thank you. You're not very nice, are you?
4: No, not very.
2: Well, what's wrong with you?
4: I just don't like tourists.
2: Well, how did you know that I'm a tourist?
4: It shows all over you. All you need is a couple of stickers on your back.
2: Well, I don't care. I love California. I'd like to live here.
4: Let me give you a tip. Go back to Podunk. Marry a grocery clerk, settle down, and have a nice big family.
2: I come from Paducah.
4: Oh, Paducah, yes.
2: And I don't know any grocery clerks. And I certainly have no intention of getting married, so you're not as observing as you thought.
4: Excuse me. The diamond crossed me up.
2: Oh. Oh, my father gave me this ring. He's dead. He was... Well, people said that he was a gambling man.
4: Mm -hmm. There's a crap game just started on the second day.
2: Oh, no, that's not for me. I'm just the opposite of my daddy. I never gamble. You know something? Sure. You do? What? What do you want to know? Oh, stop it. You're getting me all mixed up again. I was going to tell you something about me.
4: Oh, by all means, tell me.
2: Well... This trip to California is the biggest gamble I've ever taken. Mm-hmm. I mean, coming out here all alone, you know, and going around seeing things by myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's taking a chance, isn't it?
4: Yeah. Yeah, you're a real plunger.
2: I've seen all the sights in Hollywood and Los Angeles and Beverly Hills. And, and I now you're
4: to... going to see Catalina.
2: Yes. What are you going to do over there?
4: Nothing. I'm going to lie on the sand all day with a newspaper over my face. And I'm not going to move or speak to anybody.
2: Oh, well... Maybe. And I'll... right
4: now, I'm going down to the second deck and plunge 50 cents on that crap game. So long, Paducah.
2: Oh, maybe I'll see you. I'll see you over there. You. you flying fish. Get your tickets here, folks. I've seen Is this where I get my tickets for the glass-bottom boat? Uh, no, honey. This is for the bird farm. Why don't you see it? You'll only get seasick in one of those boats. Oh, no, I won't. But I'll buy a ticket from you later. One ticket? You mean you're all alone, a pretty girl like you? Why, you ought to have a boyfriend. Well, I'm a stranger. I'm from Paducah. I only know one boy in California. Well, where is he? Down on the sand, with a newspaper over his face. He's a, a, a beach coma. He's a what? A peach coma. He just lies in the sun all day. He, he doesn't like me very well. Oh, he doesn't. Hmm. But, but you like him? He's sort of nice. But I always say the wrong thing, and he shouts at me. You know something, honey? Sure. You do? What? <laughs> what do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> I was teasing. What were you going to say? That young man, I bet he's bashful. That's why he shouts. He covers up his shyness. Really? Sure. Why don't you go down to the beach right now and find him? And if he shouts at you again, you'll know why. Yes. You know, you're awfully kind to help me like this. Oh, shucks. I I like tourists. Besides, maybe I'll sell two tickets to the bird farm.
4: where you're taking that sand. Oh, 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 it's you. Yeah. Oh, well, you recognize my newspaper, huh? Did it take you long to
2: find me? Not very long. Are you going to lie there all day? Certainly. Why?
4: I do this every day.
2: Don't you do any work? No. I'm a beachcomber. Oh, you're joking, aren't you? What do you live on?
4: What every beachcomber lives on.
2: Oh, well, I was just going to take the trip on the glass-bottom boat. You know, to see the fish and seaweed and things.
4: Pardon my newspaper. I hope you'll be very happy.
2: Well, you wouldn't want to go with me, would you? No, very not. I'd be glad to pay for us both. I've got plenty of... Look,
4: I've taken the trip on the glass-bottom boat. It was stupid. And I don't want to go again. In any case, I'm not for rent. Don't get so excited I'm a beachcomber, not a gigolo.
2: I'm sorry. I didn't know there was any difference. Goodbye.
4: And let me give you a tip, Paducah. That pre-shrunk doily you're wearing as a bathing suit is going to snap right. Well, your
2: opinion of my suit isn't of the slightest interest to in me. So just put that newspaper back over your face, or better still, bury your head in the sand. <laughs> I think to her. Get your tickets here. Oh, no, honey. Oh, how'd you make out? I got seasick. No, 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 no. I mean with that boy, the one who shouts at you. Did you find it? Mm-hmm. Well, he shouted at me again. Oh, well, don't give up. He's just playing hard to get. Leap year, you know. It isn't. And anyway, I didn't have any intentions. You like him, don't you? Sure. you would but... like to live in California, wouldn't you? Well, certainly. So but... you just back him into a corner and put the question right up to him. Catch him off guard. Oh, I couldn't. I don't even know his name, but besides, he's a beachcomber. Well, ask him anyway. All he needs is $2 for a license. Oh, but well, you'd better give me my ticket. Okay, honey. I hope you like the birds. Oh, thanks. Driver, huh? here's my ticket. Oh,
4: no. I thought you were going on the glass-bottom boat.
2: I did, but what are you doing here?
4: I'm going to drive the bus. For just this one time, the driver asked me to make one trip for him. Just one. And you've got to be on that one.
2: You're breaking my heart. Yeah,
4: yeah, it shows, too. Hey, where's was that big rock you were wearing on the way over?
2: What? Oh, my diamond ring. Oh, I left it in my bathhouse, I guess. You're
4: sort of careless, aren't you? That sparkler looked like the money.
2: Oh, it's very valuable. I always take it off when I have a shower. I guess I must have left it on my dresser.
4: Uh-huh. Look, uh huh. Look, let me give you a tip about that sunsuit you're wearing.
2: Hey. You, you don't like my sunsuit either?
4: I like it fine. I liked your bathing suit. I was just trying to tell you to cover up before
2: you get a bad sunburn. I never sunburn, so just concentrate on driving your bus.
4: All right. Get aboard, tourist.
2: Act. Darth Arrest, Minor Bird, Jimmy. Hello? Hello, are you Jimmy?
4: (laughs) (laughs) What?
2: You did that.
4: You whistled at me. I did not. It was Jimmy. Look, look, I'll show you.
2: What do you do when you see a pretty girl, Jimmy? (laughs) (laughs) He's very cute.
4: Yeah, yeah, he'll be glad to know you think so.
2: Oh, now, don't get nasty again. I can't help it if I wasn't born in California are you driving the bus?
4: For two bucks.
2: Two dollars? Yeah. Why? Would you like to, would you like to take me dancing in the casino tonight?
4: H- what? <laughs> that is no woman. They find out you got a couple of dollars and right away they want you to spend it on them. <laughs> They're all alike. Then I'll have to go alone. Nice girls don't go to dance pavilions alone. It, well, looks like you're trying to get picked up.
1: Yes, but all I'm...
4: right. All right. I'll take you. But I won't dance with you. I never dance. I'll just be your escort. Yeah, maybe that's another word for gigolo. Just call me Joe the escort.
2: Well, don't get so worked up, Joe. I didn't ask you to marry me or anything. Don't be so hard, boy. I'm a tough guy. I'm a tough
4: guy. Right. Come on. Come on. I got to take the tourists back down to the beach.
2: Goodbye, Jimmy. I've got a hurry. Bye. 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 Officer, I want to report a theft.
5: Yeah? What was stolen?
2: A ring. I left it on the dresser in my bathhouse. I think I didn't. Well, anyway, now it's gone.
5: What kind of ring?
2: Well, it's a big diamond in a heavy silver setting. It was really a man's ring, and I had it sized to fit me. Well, now it's
3: gone.
5: All right, now, don't cry. We'll find it for you. (laughs) Hello? Miss Garrett? Yes. You're the lady who reported a diamond ring stolen?
2: Yes. Have you found it?
5: Oh, we think so. We picked up a guy getting one appraised in a jewelry store. Can you come up to the station?
2: Oh, I'll be there in ten minutes. Oh, and thanks so much for finding my ring. I was afraid I'd never. Miss... Hello. I-, I came about the ring.
5: Oh, okay. There, yeah, is this the one?
2: Yes. That's it. That's my ring.
4: And here's the man who stole it.
2: Where? Oh, oh, no.
4: Why did you ever leave Paducah?
2: Oh, Joe, how could you?
0: so the curtain falls on the first act of today's radio drama, The Lady and the Beachcomber, starring Angela Lansbury, and brought to you by Carnation Evaporated Milk. Before we return to the second act, our well-known authority on foods and cooking is here to remind all our homemakers of a wonderful new pie discovery that's sweeping the country. She's Carnation's Home Service Director, Mary Blake.
3: Thanks, Art. Last week, we talked about this summer sensation, Frosty Fruit Pie, and today I'd like to tell you a little more about it. You know, our good friend Betty Crocker of General Mills perfected the recipe. In fact, it's her newest pie discovery. Nine different refrigerator pies from one basic recipe. A recipe developed with gold medal kitchen-tested flour and carnation-evaporated milk.
0: Sounds like a marvelous idea, Mary.
3: Really, it is. And simple, too. You see, the wonderful part of it all is that with a refrigerator pie like this, you can make it in the cool of the morning, pop it into the refrigerator, and serve it later. And the flavor possibilities are almost unlimited. For instance? Well, you can use delicious crushed pineapple. Betty Crocker tells me that's the flavor homemakers like best. Or you can choose from any of these fruit juices. Pineapple again, orange, grape, prune, or apricot nectar. And let's see. Well, you can make frosty fruit pie with applesauce, too. And if you like, you can try a tasty lemon or lime variation. That makes nine, doesn't
0: it? Sure does, Mary, and every one a winner. Now, let's make our story complete by having you tell us exactly where to get the recipe.
3: <laughs> That's easy. Just like the recipe itself. You'll find it in many of the August issues of Leading Magazine. And you can also find it in sacks of gold medal kitchen-tested flour. So, for oven-fresh, tender crust, and high, fluffy, double-delicious filling, get America's number one all-purpose flour, gold medal, and America's number one evaporated milk, carnation. Then treat your family to a delightful frosty fruit pie.
0: They'll really go for it. And remember, you get nine different refrigerator pies from one basic recipe for frosty fruit pie. It's Betty Crocker's newest pie discovery. We return now to the second act of The Lady and the Beachcomber... starring Angela Lansbury in the role of Mary Lee. Mary Lee Garrett, a tourist from Paducah... is sightseeing on Catalina Island... where she's fallen in love with a beachcomber named Joe. And just when she's making a little headway with him... Joe is arrested for stealing a diamond ring, Mary Lee's diamond ring. I caught him red-handed, Miss Garrett, selling it to a jeweler.
4: I wasn't selling it. I was having it appraised. But you admit you stole it. I don't admit anything of the kind. I found it on the sand.
2: Oh, but I left it on my dresser, Joe, in my bathhouse. At least I think I did. But he
5: found it in the sand. That's quick thinking. I
2: find things in the sand every day. He's a beachcomber officer.
4: Oh, a bum. How would you like a punch in the eye?
5: Aha! Resisting an officer.
4: That'll get you 30 days.
5: Yeah, well, it'll be worth it.
2: Oh, please, please, Joe. Officer, I want to talk to you privately.
5: Okay, miss. You, me bucko, go through that door and pick out a cell for
4: yourself. Earn your salary, you flatfoot. Lock me up.
2: Please, Joe. Lock yourself up.
5: Do like the lady says. And don't go looking for a back door. There ain't one. Now, miss.
2: Officer. I'm not going to prefer charges. What? I believe his story is that he found it on the sand. You see, I'm not sure that I left he's it on the beach. He's guilty as... Is...
5: To... You must have a date with him.
2: That has nothing to do with it. I don't want him arrested. And unless I prefer charges, you can't hold him.
5: He threatened me.
2: Oh, he didn't lay a finger on you. Uh,
5: then I... I'll hold him on a vagrancy charge. Oh, but he's... He's t- a beachcomber, isn't he? Yes. Then sir. I'll hold him.
2: And I'll bail him out.
5: Okay, it's your $50. $50?
2: That's what it'll be. I haven't got that much money.
5: Well, and he stays.
2: I... Oh, well, let me talk to him.
5: He's one of the cells back there. Help yourself.
2: All right. Joe, I don't believe you stole my ring.
4: Huh, I'm in jail.
2: Oh, but that's for being a bum.
4: Go ahead, insult me.
2: Oh, don't shout, Joe. I mean, you're in for being a beachcomber. But I'll get you out.
4: Yeah, bake a cake with a file in it.
2: I'll put up your bail. How much is it? Fifty dollars.
4: Fifty dollars?
2: I haven't got that much, but, but give me the address of that jeweler you went to and I'll pawn my ring. No.
4: No, no, forget it. I, I don't want you to pawn your ring. Your, your father didn't give it to you for that.
2: My daddy would understand. No,
4: me? no, I'm beginning to like it here.
2: I think I'll stay a few days. Stop joking. I, I want to get you out. Please, Joe, tell me what jeweler you went to. Forget it, I said. Uh, then I'll just find one and sell the ring. Any jeweler
4: will give me fifty dollars for this ring. It's worth hundreds. Now, look, don't be a chump. Besides, I don't accept charity. I've got my pride. Oh,
2: Joe! Feed it, will you?
4: How big a chump can you be?
2: All right, Joe. Goodbye.
5: Good afternoon. What can I do for you today? Something nice in a wristwatch?
2: Oh, no, thanks. Would you look at this diamond ring, please?
5: Huh? Mm-hmm. Mm.
2: Have you seen it before today?
5: Yeah, I think I have.
2: A young man was in here with it, wasn't he? And a policeman came in and, uh, and arrested him, didn't he?
5: That's right, Joe Lustig. Known well, no well. Officer Jensen, too.
2: You know, Joe, do you think he, Did he... Um, I, I mean, was Joe trying to sell this ring?
5: Well, he didn't say so. I, I was just giving him an appraisal on it when Jensen walked in and arrested him.
2: Oh, well, I want to sell the ring. Will you buy it for me, please?
5: Well, now, I, I don't know. I'll let
2: you have it for $50.
5: I guess you would, since it's worth all of ten.
2: That's worth hundreds. My daddy said he paid $500 for Lady, it.
5: Lady, I hate to make your daddy look bad, but I've been in this business 29 years, and that piece of glass is worth 50 cents.
2: 50
5: cents? But for the setting, I would give you $10. I'm sorry, miss. Mm-hmm.
2: Hello, Officer Jensen.
5: Oh, hello, Miss Garrett. <clears throat> Could I see the
2: prisoner again?
5: Joe? Oh, he ain't a prisoner now. You let him go? Yeah. I made a little mistake, I guess. That boy didn't steal your ring. He found it on the beach. He had witnesses he found it there.
2: You're not holding him because he's just a beach coma?
5: No. Now that I know why he's a beach coma. Why? The boy's sick. Got rheumatism during the war, and it comes back on him. His doctor told him he had to lie in the sun for two, three months and not do anything. No work, no swimming, no...
2: No dancing?
5: That's right. So he's been picking up a few dollars finding things in the sand. Sometimes people give him a reward. Sometimes they don't come to claim their stuff, so he sells it.
2: Was he going to sell my ring?
5: No. Just getting it appraised. Once a tightwad gave him 50 cents for finding a watch. Said the watch only cost $20. Well, Joe saw one just like it later in a jewelry store for 250
2: Oh, Do you know where he went?
5: No. Went off with his maw someplace. She told me all about Joe. Mighty nice lady, Mrs. Lustig. Sells tickets for one of them sightseeing tours.
3: Oh. Oh! Moonlight Tours. Get your
2: tickets here from... Well, hello, honey. Hello, Mrs. Lustig. Is Joe around? I don't know where he went, honey. He wanted to be alone, he said. Is, is he awfully mad, Mrs. Lustig? No, just kind of confused, I guess. You're not sore, are you, honey? No. Why should I be? Well, I I did get you to chase Joe. I, I guess I should have minded my own business. Why did you want me to chase your son, Mrs. Lustig? He needed somebody like you to get his mind off his trouble. His poor health, not able to work, and... And that girl. There's a girl. In Los Angeles. Went over to see her yesterday, but she didn't have time for him. Oh, he was so blue today. I. Oh, I should have minded my own business. Where do you think he's gone? I don't know, honey. He may stay out till morning. But the last boat leaves in half an hour, and I've got to be honest. Well, come on, honey. We'll take a look,
3: but I'm afraid it's hopeless.
5: It's too dark to see the flying fish. Joe! What are you crying
2: about? Oh, I'm I'm not crying. It's just the wind.
4: Oh. I guess you know about the ring.
2: Yes. It's a fake. Uh,
4: So it isn't a real diamond. Gee, you women are all alike, always looking at the price tag.
2: My daddy said he paid $500.
4: Maybe he lost that one on a horse and got an imitation in his place.
2: Maybe. It was nice of you to try to keep me from finding out.
4: Uh,
5: Forget it. Joe? Yeah?
2: Why are you going to Los Angeles?
5: To see a girl. Oh? A girl from Paducah.
2: Oh, Joe. I've never been kissed on a boat, Joe. You haven't? Come here. Oh, well, ouch. What's the matter? Oh, my back. I'm I'm all sunburned.
4: Uh, uh, I warned you about that. I told you to cover up, but oh no, no, you don't burn. You Joe. Well, what?
2: You can shout at me all you want. I like it now.
0: And so the curtain comes down on the final act of this week's Stars Over Hollywood show as presented by Carnation Evaporated Milk and starring Angela Lansbury. In just a moment, we'll have news about next week's show. Meanwhile, how about a curtain call, Angela Lansbury?
2: Of course, Art.
0: Your performance today was great, Angela, and we're certainly pleased to have you as our guest star again.
2: Well, thank you. You know, this makes my third appearance here, and I've enjoyed all three very much.
0: Say, uh, do you remember our after-the-show custom of coffee creamed with carnation?
2: I certainly do. But judging from that tray, we're having more than coffee this time.
0: Yes, with our coffee today, we're, we're serving Frosty Fruit Pie, the newest pie discovery of Betty Crocker of General Mills. Now, this one was made from the recipe Mary Blake was telling us about earlier the one that gives you nine different refrigerator pies from one basic recipe. Here, Angela, try it.
2: Mmm, this is delicious. And crushed pineapple's a favorite of mine.
0: It's the flavor homemakers voted the best, too, Angela. You see, Betty Crocker of General Mills had scores of women bake up this frosty fruit pie, and they voted it one of the best Betty Crocker pie recipes of all time.
2: Well, what's the secret, Art?
0: You make frosty fruit pie with gold-metal kitchen-tested flour and double-rich carnation-evaporated milk. And as Mary Blake has told us, the combination of tender, flaky crust and cool, fluffy filling makes it a perfect summer dessert. There's practically no limit to the delicious fruit flavor possibilities. Nine different refrigerator pies from only one basic recipe. You'll find it in many of the leading magazines. And it's also in sacks of gold medal kitchen-tested flour. And remember, with this recipe for Betty Crocker's newest pie discovery, use wonderful carnation evaporated milk. The milk that whips. And now, Angela, for your excellent performance today, we'd like you to have this remembrance, a bouquet of red and white carnations, just like those pictured on every can of carnation-evaporated milk.
2: Oh, they're perfectly beautiful, Art. Thank you so much. And goodbye, everyone.
0: Goodbye, Angela Lansbury. Next Saturday, Stars Over Hollywood will present Miss Jane Wyman in a dramatic play titled Love is Forever. Now, here's Miss Wyman.
2: But I don't want a new love. I love Dennis, and I want to hold on to him. As long as there's no one else... I still have him. Can't you understand that love is forever?
0: Thank you, Jane Wyman. We'll all be listening next week to hear you in this moving play. The story on today's Stars Over Hollywood presentation was written by Robert C. Dennis. Supporting Miss Lansbury were Tom Brown, Verna Felton, Jack Moyles, and Harry Lang. The program was directed and transcribed by Don Clark. Ladies, when you shop for groceries today, be sure you buy Carnation, the world's favorite brand of evaporated milk. No other form of milk comes in so handy, so many times, so many ways.
2: It's Carnation time when it's coffee time. It's Carnation time when you're cooking, too. It's Carnation time at baby feeding time. The milk from contented Cows for you. All around the clock.
0: And now for The Carnation Company and Stars Over Hollywood. This is Art Ballinger suggesting that you be sure to see the George Burns and Gracie Allen television show brought to you by Carnation Evaporated Milk. Tune in every Saturday and hear the world's greatest motion picture stars on Stars Over Hollywood. Next Saturday, we're proud to present Jane Wyman in Love Is Forever. Stay tuned now to hear Fun for All, which follows immediately over most of these stations. Stars Over Hollywood comes to you from our Hollywood studios and is heard in Canada over the Dominion Network of the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation.
5: This is the CBS Radio Network.
1: Welcome back. Well, Angela Lansbury's last line in the drama is kind of like, no, no. But other than that, it was uh, interesting. Certainly, as we got to know the Beachcomber character and see, there was more than just the cranky exterior. There was a cranky exterior and a slightly less cranky interior. And, and I, <laughs> I did appreciate him trying to protect her feelings by uh, even uh, being willing to go to jail rather than fully explain himself. That did show some nobility in his character. I thought the silliest part of this was the one where uh, Jack Moyle's uh, character tells him to go and pick out a cell and lock himself in. It was just wow. That was just so silly. It's like, you know, self-check-in, uh, uh, we had that in the Los Angeles jail in the 1950s. At any rate, we turn now to listener comments and feedback. Regarding the Stambool uh, Quest, Michael writes, uh, I wonder if I heard the original airing, but at two months old, I don't quite remember it. Well, Michael, uh, interesting comment. I do actually remember when I was, you know, a, a kid, you know, eight or nine, 10, uh, we'd go to the video store and I would uh, suggest a video. And my dad said, No, we already saw that. I was like, I, I don't remember seeing it. Oh, we took you to the movie theater when you were three. And it's like, I don't remember this. But who knows, if your parents were listening to it, you might have heard a little bit of it. Thanks so much for the comment, Michael, and that will do it for this week. Join us back here next week. We'll be back with another episode of The Amazing World of Radio with our Summer of Angela Lansbury. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.